Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted at hashtagbasketball.com, the very best place on the entire internet to get fantasy basketball analysis and tools. And in fact, we are talking about hashtag basketball as rest of season 2021 fantasy basketball projections today. I'm very excited about it. If you want to follow along in this episode, go to hashtag basketball.com right now and go to the projections for this season because that's exactly what we talked about today. Um, to join me in talking about that is my esteemed colleague, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, what a good day. I feel like it, we got our first snow here. Oh, no. Um, well, it didn't lay on the ground. Cause it's still a little too early for that, but like on the yards and whatnot, it did. Um, yeah, that's frightening. I, I mean, I, I live in Chicago, and it's very winter here, very uh, often, and sometimes very um, aggressively. And I still hate it. I, I've lived in Illinois my entire life, and I hate winter. Yes, and today was exceptionally bad because it was the real big heavy wind gusts, and it was cold. That's the that's the killer. I'm not looking forward to this winter, but I am looking forward to the NBA basketball season, which is right around the damn corner. Um, and just oh, as I thought, oh, oh, one quick question before you get into that Christmas Day game you're most looking forward to go. Oh, you didn't prompt me for this at all, and I don't even know the schedule. It just came uh, out, came out like yesterday. We go click on it. I'm clicking through. I'm looking at the schedule. Um, I'm gonna go with. If Luka Doncic uh, is playing, I'm going with that game. Mavs, Lakers. In the main event, right? That's the main event right there, the 8 o'clock time slot. It is going to be a juicy one. I'm also excited to see Warriors-Bucks. That will be good, but I would say my second favorite um, game on this list is Heat-Pelicans. Oh, really? See, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not into that. What? Start the game off with Jimmy Buckets, Zion Williamson. I think that's really yeah, exciting. I'm not no, interested in that. No, I'm not. Celtics. I am not getting my hopes up for another Zion Williamson prime time. It's the the showcase. Because how many times have we got to fall for this, right? The definition of insanity is you know repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. He's already done this like three times where he was he hasn't played. Well, it's only I think he's only been in the league like one year, Tyler. And um No, I'm not talking about on Christmas. I'm talking about he was supposed to be in that first game of the season and he missed that's it. True. Then it was he was gonna be in the first game of the bubble, right? And he missed it. And then there was another primetime game at some point throughout the season, I'm pretty sure last year that he missed that it was like supposed to be some big showcase of him. That's, that's it might have been fair. Christmas. Was it Christmas last year that they played was- and he didn't play? It was a Christmas game, yeah. But <clears throat> this happened with um, Anthony Davis, too. Actually, personally, it happened to me with Anthony Davis. I went to – I got tickets for every time Anthony Davis played in Chicago for like the first like five years of his career, and he was always injured coming into that Chicago game. And that's a coming-home game for him, so you know he wanted to play. You know he had people of fans in the stands waiting for him to play. Uh, I actually uh, am friends with his former tutor big deal um and so we would always go to the game and get tickets to the game together and anthony davis would never play it was always really did you at least get some like signed anthony davis memorabilia from the tutor friend i also did not get any any uh swag 
any props. I didn't uh, get to meet Anthony Davis. I didn't get anything from my friends. So he's, uh, you know, he tutored him. I don't know how, uh, I don't think he's part of his, like, crew. I don't even think he plays him in, like, 2K online, you know? It's just, it's a former former student of his. Mm, okay, fair, fair, fair. He might have his number. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to disclose that information. Um, <laughs> his number is actually. Let me yeah, let me just give it out on the air here. Yeah, let me let me call Anthony Davis up for you. Um, but no, I'm I'm excited about Christmas Day. I'm excited that the basically the you know what for a lot of people, uh, the casual fan, the league starts on Christmas Day. But in this particular case, the league is uh, NBA is starting on Christmas Day pretty much. I know they're starting the 22nd, but so did, that is the you, truly the start of the season. Did you catch the actual kick? the tip-off game which i thought was i actually think the two tip-off games are are almost perfect you want to oh, guess what they are i i, I know you no, haven't just, seen t- them. Just, t- just tell me what they are um it is kevin durant against the warriors in the seven o'clock game like that and then the 10 o'clock game is lakers clippers yeah Great start. Which uh, you knew it was going to be lakers in the in the in the late game because they're going to do the ring the ring not ceremony ceremony then yeah. the the two uh primetime games on the second night i don't know that i'm as into but one of them is is the mavericks um it is bucks celtics and mavericks suns okay those are solid those are solid games too i'm ex- I, I i mean honestly i i'll take uh i'll take hornets uh pistons at this point i'm very excited for the season to start i'm also really excited to figure out whether or not Chicago Bulls will be playing on TNT because they are undefeated for the last decade on TNT. Uh, <laughs> this is not a joke. Go look it up. TNT Bulls, the streak continues because they have not played on TNT or national television in a couple of years. But they, they have not lost in about a decade when, when playing on TNT primetime. Did you uh, enjoy Zach Levine's, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, first media session of the season? I enjoy any media session that requires uh, people to talk shit about Jim Boylan and how terrible he is <laughs> as a coach. I just thought that was funny. I saw some tweets about it. I actually didn't really, I mean, I didn't really listen to the whole thing Zach Levine said, so I won't comment on it too much, but yeah, I, I did find it fairly funny that some of the tweets I saw that of what he's, what he said or supposedly said, I guess I should say maybe. Yeah, there's some really good stuff in there. Actually, even from like beat reporters, they're like, I'm really glad the coach of the Bulls talks about basketball and not like, <laughs> lunch pails and like clocking in in a time clock i saw that tweet that was classic (laughs) you know what i'm i'm also pretty happy about that too and uh joakim noah might be retiring it sounds like he is uh, he was waived by the clippers and there's been a lot of uh love for joakim noah out there in fact i'm I'm considering starting a gofundme and i'm going to put up a giant joakim noah thank you joakim noah poster but i'm going to only put it in uh cities that hate joakim noah like boston and Cleveland, and uh, outside of LeBron's house. Um, I don't want one in Chicago. We already appreciate uh, Joakim Noah. I want these cities to remember how much we appreciate Joakim Noah more than I want Chicago to appreciate him. Uh, I like it. I actually like it. <laughs> yeah, um, especially, you know, Cleveland needs a, a pick-me-up. You know, it's, it's such a such a terrible city to be in. Um, but enough of that. We got. We're going to talk about these uh, projections, the rankings for hashtagbasketball.com. Um, but before we get started, I want to talk about our sponsor, ThriveFantasy.com. If you use the promo code WTB, you will get a twenty dollar 
extra bonus on your first deposit of over $20 or more. Um, Thrive.com or ThriveFantasy.com is a unique way to play daily fantasy. It's kind of in between uh, prop bet gambling and daily fantasy. You bet on a group of prop bets that have different point values associated to them, and you enter a tournament against other people. Whoever gets the most points because they hit their most prop bets wins that tournament and wins guaranteed cash. Um, Use that promo code WTB to sign up to get your $20 bonus on thrivefantasy.com. Now, you have to do some news Breaking news, Tyler, before we get into these projections. Um, Russell uh, Aloysius, I don't know. What's Russell? I don't know his middle name. Uh, Russell Westbrook is being traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a lot of draft picks. Breaking news. Shocking news. Shocking, shocking news? I don't know if it's that shocking. Um, I'm not shocked that Westbrook got traded. I'm shocked that it was for John Wall. No, I'm not really. So I, I don't, I can't. I wish I could tell you all podcasts ones I listened to. Um, I believe it was, ooh, it might have been Brian Windhorst, Hoop Collective. Don't quote me on that. Um, that talked about that basically like the Rockets had canvassed the league on John Wall trades, and the only two teams that were super interested were the Hornets and the Wizards, and okay. the Hornets interest was basically contingent on them not drafting uh lamella ball i still think and, they should get rid of terry rogier like terry rogier for westbrook seems fair so um it, is it strange that the biggest fantasy impact of, of this trade may not be on the people in the trade um no actually i think the Westbrook is going to be Westbrook no matter where he is. John Wall's situation is still his situation no matter where he is. It's just now that James Harden is allowed to be whoever the hell he wants to be in Houston. Um, I guess it does bump up Westbrook. Westbrook did take a hit having to share the the, the ball with James Harden. Now, uh, I don't think Bradley Beal is going to be as dominant uh, nearing with the ball as James Harden. You, even though if you look at usages – uh, Bradley Beal in minutes and usage is pretty high. Uh, it's very actually pretty close to James Harden, but uh, I hope it's not hurting Bradley Beal. But now I'm less excited about taking Bradley Beal in like the early second round or mid second round, depending on. Oh, I would say Beal is definitely the biggest loser of this of this trade. I mean, he, yeah, I think so because we've also seen that that Scott Brooks right like plays everybody 36 minutes a game. Like he he's not a minutes limiter. Um, he, he's a Tibbs. He's a Tibbs from Tibbs School of Coaching. And so you uh, got to think Beal and Westbrook are going to be out there a ton. And yeah, they're going to have to, they're going to have to split the baby there. And, and Beal the last couple of years has basically, you know, had that whole thing to himself. Um, I don't see any way that he averages 30 points again. He's probably going to be more in that 20 to 25 range somewhere. The assists are probably going to drop down to like five ish. Their rebounds are going to probably drop a little bit because we know Westbrook is a big-time rebounder. Um, I, I think Beal's kind of the big loser here. And, and So does Beal slip out of the second round? Is Beal still a second-round guy? Is he a third-round guy now? I think he certainly could slip out of your second round. He's um, always very consistent. If you're in a roto league, his percentages are fairly good for that type of uh, bulk shooting, three three-pointers a game You know, is definitely in the cards there. But when you're in that second tier, just little slips like that, like – uh, one less rebound, one and a half less assists. 
uh, a couple less points. That does slide you down into basically Zach Levine territory. You know, now now you're about as good as Zach Levine. If if I don't know if you're as good as Zach Levine actually at that point. <laughs> the first time in my life I've heard anyone compare anyone else to Zach Levine. The guy could the guy could shoot, and he's got a real basketball coach. I'm uh, not trying to get too excited about the Bulls because you never should. But um, Zach Levine as a fancy player uh, definitely proved that he he he's a bulk scorer, and he improved his his rebounds and assists. So, um, but not not like top tier, like second tier level. You know, Zach Levine's probably like a at best a third tier player. And I think, but I have to say this: Knox Bradley Beal probably close to that third tier, if not all the way into that third tier. I think Beal for me is a late. He was a kind of a, an early to mid second round pick. I think now he's a late second, maybe early third round pick, depending on the league and and who's available and all that. I feel less confident in him. Um, going over to Houston, uh, I don't know if this bodes well for James Harden. Like, I don't know who's going to trade for James Harden because like that's a lot of salary and a lot of things. But like maybe somebody will pull the trigger on the flip side of that. Like, no, I feel like that solidifies James Harden as the number one pick. I think the only thing we've talked about that would move him outside of that number one pick, which he is ranked number one uh, by quite a bit with the hashtag basketball's rankings um, would be if he went to Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, unless there's a trade coming, like if you're telling me the draft is today and I have the first pick and it's a redraft, you know, even Roto, I don't care. Any kind of league, pretty much, I'm picking James Harden. Like, he's just so good, and he's probably going to average, like, 34, 35 points a game again. He's going to get you six and a half, almost seven rebounds. He's going to get you maybe eight or nine assists, <laughs> you know, two steals, almost a block. Like, the numbers are just insane, and I don't really see – I don't really see a case for anybody else. As long as he's in Houston, like, who are you going to make the case for to pick over um, the only person I would even consider in that particular tier is Anthony Davis. And so I've been working on my tiers. I've been working on my rankings. Um, there was a, a, an industry fantasy draft just last night, and we're going to break down that, uh, that expert fantasy draft I- over the next few podcasts. And it was very consensus. James Harden, number one, Anthony Davis, number two. And, um, I, I really don't know, um, who, uh, well, actually, I guess Aaron Bruski picked Carl Anthony Towns number two, but uh, everyone else I talked to was consensus AD and uh, James Harden. But I think that goes to show you, like, AD's no- or Harden's number one. In my in my opinion, AD's number two. Um, the fact that you can even make a, a case for Carl Anthony Towns to be two, even if I could maybe negate that case, um, proves that, you know, Anthony Davis is not the number one pick. Yeah. So... I don't really think there's any impact there. Um, you want to talk about John Wall? Because we have no idea what John Wall is going to be. And I, I think anyone who tells you they know what John Wall is going to be is full of you-know-what. I mean, to to say that he's even going to stay healthy seems like a bit of a leap. I mean, he played 41 games in 2018 before he got injured the first time and he played 32 games in that 2019 season. He missed all of last season. Like, I've heard he's looked good in some scrimmages, but whether are they going to tell you he looked terrible? Like, no, I don't think anyone's going to let that out of the bag. So, I mean, I really have no idea what to expect from John Wall. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. I don't have any idea. I don't either. And like, I don't even know right now if I would. I guess maybe with like the last couple picks in a 12 team draft, 
he's around and oh no i mean i think i think i if don't he, even so know if i'm taking him there but like I, honestly i don't know if i'm taking him there because i just don't know if he's just a bust, i think once but, you like, get out of that, plat that plateau where it's like you know for from the 50 to 85 90 like after that i don't mind taking a flyer on him because we've seen john wall be really good right so like at sure. that point you're taking just looking to take a flyer on somebody you're getting around pick 100 you're going oh who's available here oh i can have eric rose or john wall you know like that type of guy like i don't hate taking john Wall in that situation yeah i i'm i, I agree with you but i don't even know like i said if he's gonna play so like I know Derrick Rose is going to play. Uh, I don't mind taking uh, a flyer on, like, okay, Porter Jr. or Kobe White. Let's do this. Over I, I, we'll just go point guards because it'll be easier. I will name you, like, six or seven point guards that are getting taken relatively at the end of drafts, and you tell me, you got John Wall or this person. Ready? Okay, let's do it. Mike Conley. Damn, that's a very good start. Um, man, Mike Connolly really struggled last year. I'm going to go with Mike Connolly. Yeah, me too. Uh, next point guard would be DeLon Wright, who a lot of people are ranking in the top 100. I would take DeLon Wright. I would not. I would take John Wall. I do okay. not think DeLon Wright is going to be good, though. Derrick Rose. I'd take Derrick Rose. Uh, I'm on the fence, but I'm, I might take Derrick Rose. Lou Williams. Ooh. I might go John Wall here. And and I think Lou Williams and Derrick Rose are, are kind of in, in some ways a little bit similar players, right? They're like points and assists and like hardly any defensive stats. And so I kind of want to go Lou Williams, because I'm not gonna lie to you. Devontae Graham. I, I do like Lou Williams. Um Devontae Graham. And at that point, I think I'm going John Wall. That's like right around pick 100, I think. I think at that point, I'm going John Wall. The next guys would be like Terry Rozier, Killian Hayes, Kobe White. I, I, I'll take Mark, I'll take uh, John Wall. Uh, maybe not over Kobe White because Kobe White is a starting point guard for the, at the very least. Um, Marco Fultz is someone I am keeping an eye on, but I I, I think he's going to be hanging around your waiver. But so is John Wall. So like John Wall's got a little name value, a little. Uh, oh, see, this is recognition, think, um, and you could trade him. At least he's got some value. This is the reason I think I'm not going to get John Wall. I don't think he's going to be going in that range. I think John Wall has enough name value in most leagues that someone is going to take him in the like, 60s, 70s, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I think like at least 80 range. Someone's going to take him, and that's too high for me. I think there's plenty of like really good players still available at 80 who will actually play, um, and. The fact that he got traded for Russell Westbrook is going to be on somebody's mind. So he'll be on the front of people's minds coming in the draft because your draft's like in the next three weeks. Dude, John Wall's Yahoo ADP. You want to you want to hear this? This is crazy. This is true. insanity. Forty three point three. That's not true. And his fan tracks ADP is seventy six point one. At that moment, you. at either one of those moments, I don't want a John Wall. You can have your John Wall. You can. Put him in your pipe and smoke him. I I think that's what John Wall has been doing. Um, but shout out to him. It's uh, you know, it's legal and it's illegal in Chicago. Come to Chicago. Um, should be legal everywhere, kids. Uh, put get a pipe, smoke that pipe. Um, what about Kristen Wood? We got to talk about everybody's favorite sleeper. Uh, the uh, spoiler alert in the expert draft, Christian 
would went in the third round to our good friend Kyle McCown. Um, aggressively high. We talked a a lot about how uh, players like that um, often get so much stink and hype on them when they're like eaten up. They're on a bad team, eating up minutes at the end of the year, playing against teams that don't care. And then when they go into a different system or they go play for another team, their minutes go down, their usage goes down. Uh, Kristen Wood's certainly not going to be like, you know, the focal point of the offense at Houston, but Westbrook isn't there. And that does allow uh, at least a, a handful of more touches. That ball's got to go somewhere. So what, is, what does this do to your uh, outlook on everybody's favorite sleeper, uh, Kristen Wood? Um. I don't see. So the fact that Russell Westbrook's a point guard, I don't know. I mean, it it opens up more stuff. The question, I guess, the big question for me is, and this is another player that I don't think we know what what this person is. What is a Demarcus Cousins? Because he's with the Rockets now, and. PJ Tucker's going to be playing in right there between those two out of 96. So is Christian Wood going to get the rest and they're going to play three big men? I kind of don't think that's the case. Highly so, doubt it. So I guess to me it's kind of Wood against Cousins, and, and, you're, and they paid Wood, and they're not really paying Cousins, but – We've also seen Cousins be a lot better than Christian Wood. Yeah. So I mean, he could. Demarcus Cousins could theoretically, healthy, play his way into a starting role on this team. Yeah, and theoretically, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to test it. I don't think they're going to play him more than like twenty minutes a game, uh, just to keep him healthy for those times that they need. Here's a, here's a I, question for me. I was all for, world at one point. Here's a question for me too. Okay, how many guys in the NBA have you seen play for one, two, three, four, five different teams over their first four years, and then all of a sudden, like, become an all-star? And, no, and like Hassan Whiteside was he? But, but all, he no, like, he even all-star caliber he, level though. Like he well, made and made the all-star team, but like. He was a dominant force on the board. He didn't really do that. He played two years for the Kings and then got and then was out of the league and then came back with Miami. Like I've never seen someone literally. uh, I don't know. Like Christian Wood could not get a minute on four different teams before going to the Pistons last year and being fairly good. So. I mean, even Tobias Harris, like, okay, that first year he played 11, but then the second year he played 23. Third year he played 30. He was playing. Yeah, like, Christian Wood wasn't playing for four different teams. Like, uh, it's, a, it's tons of red flags there. And, um, and the team that Westbrook, he did get uh, minutes on, he wasn't getting minutes at the beginning of the year, and then he got minutes because Blake Griffin got hurt. Like, just people anointing this guy like, oh, he's going to play 30 minutes a game and he's going to be so good. Like, 
I've heard this story before. It usually doesn't work out, right? I mean, it's the same as the the Mitchell Robinson story or the this person or that person. Like, there's a reason these guys don't get minutes usually. And well, my opinion is just not worth the risk, right? Because you're probably picking him uh, in the top fifty. Uh, if you're Kyle McCune, you're t- picking taking him in the third round. What you're taking him in the third round over players like Pascal Siakam, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry. Chris yeah, was was Holland. his was his section of goodness last year, which was like the last twenty whatever games. Was that even third round value? Like, I'll read you the stats here in in one second. So, at the moment he started playing, basically twenty five minutes a game was the last twenty two games of the season. Okay, here's his stat line: nineteen point seven, eight point one, point nine steals, point nine blocks, fifty six percent shooting from the field, seventy seven from the free throw line. No assists. 19 and 8. Yeah, and almost 20. Almost 20 and 8 with almost no assists, almost a steal, and almost a block. Like, it's fine, but, like, I'd rather have Pascal Siakam. And, like, as a third-round pick, like, 19 is one of the lowest point totals of anyone that's going to get picked in the first three rounds. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to, like, equate it to anyone right now, just, like, Scanning through these, uh, Jonas Valanciunas fifteen and eleven with two assists. It's John. It's John right. Collins. I mean, that's what it is. It's John Collins numbers. Mm, it's not even John Collins numbers. John Collins is getting uh, a block, a block and a half, and almost a steal with uh, 1.3, 3, uh, 1.5 threes. And the one point four threes for him. They're close. They're close to John. They're close to John yeah. Collins' numbers. That's probably the best comp I could give you is John Collins. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm not super excited about John, John Collins, Collins in the third round. Right, I'm not super excited about John Collins in the third round. <laughs> you know what I mean, the there's a huge difference between one point six blocks and one point one block. Like, there's a huge difference. Oh yeah, for sure. But Wood's scoring a little bit more. He's, you know what I mean, like. But, yeah. let's but I, I'll Sucks agree with you, are... Collins is better. And that's what I mean. And I think that's his absolute ceiling. So his absolute ceiling isn't even the third round for me. Like, to say this guy's a top 50 pick, to me, I, I, I'm completely hands-off. I don't even really want this guy in the 70s. Like, if he's hanging around in the, at 80, 90, 100, I might be going like, uh, not a lot of guys I like here. I guess I'll take Christian Wood. But And hopefully it proves me wrong. Like, it's not it's nothing – Nothing personal against the guy. It's just like I don't really see the path to him being this fantasy stud. Yeah. Um. I mean, at least there's at least the door is cracked open there, right? For him to like squeak into the top fifty. Uh. But getting him at value at fifty when that's his peak, I, I'm not sure that's well and, exactly and what you want to sign up for. Here's the here's the the twenty two big men I'd rather have over him. You ready for this, Jaron Jackson Jr. Too many. There's too many guys to list. 22. Right, Miles Turner, list. Jonas Valanciunas, like all these guys. Give, give me all those guys over him. Like absolutely. Right, and like Mitchell Robinson. You going for Mitchell Robinson, or are you going for him? It's like I take Boyd over Robinson. I know. Well, it depends on if you're a head-to-head league. That's a lot of blocks for Mitchell Robinson. That's what I mean. In a head-to-head league, I'd rather have Robinson, like Thomas Bryant. Ooh, like, I like I like me some Thomas Bryant. Um. Let's talk. Let's talk about those those rankings on hashtag basketball. 
Um, because I'd like to try to get through kind of like our most surprising things in the top 100, uh, and maybe al allow some time to talk about the time. Like, you know, I mean, I I want to know like where Thomas Bryan is. Christian Wood, uh, kind of in agreement with uh, our viewpoint. Uh, our friend Joey at hashtagbasketball.com, his projections have Christian Wood in an eight cat per game value at 86, playing 27 minutes a game. So, you know, right behind Michael Porter Jr. Right. And that's fine. If, if he's hanging around at 86, sure, take a shot. Because I'll agree, at that point, he's probably one of the guys with the highest upside left on the board. Like, you're going, like, I could see a path for, for him to be better than 86. What's your past 64? 60 70 take it a high upside guy i guess he's in a high upside guy okay cool i just he's not gonna fall that far in any league and, and there's a lot of guys in that range just like okay we know what this person is we know what that person is like at least would maybe he's something better than what we know um let's talk about these hashtag basketball rankings they are just out fresh off the presses they are updated uh, pretty much daily and will probably be updated almost daily by our good friend joey uh, at hashtag basketball.com. Um, to start out, if, you, if you're following along, go ahead, pull up this website right now. Put it up on your phone. Pull it up on your computer. Uh, steal your parents' phone. Don't don't steal it, but borrow the parents' phone. Um, put it up on your TV. I don't know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing right now, stop doing that. Stop looking at whatever you're looking at. Go to the hashtag basketball.com. Pick up these projections. Let's talk about this. Just don't pull 10. it up if you're driving. Driving, don't pull. Oh, it that's up. a good point. That's a good point. Pull over, then pull this up. Uh, pull over the side of the road. Um, our top 10 James Harden, obviously, number one. Anthony Davis, number two. I don't think I need to, we need to talk about that. I think right after that, there's a solid eight players um, that I have. Eight players that uh, are listed here are a little bit different than mine. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard. Um, I, I, I like that next three. Kawhi Leonard. Jokic, Trey Young, Luca, and Devin Booker rounding out the top ten. Uh, what's your most surprising uh, thing in the top ten? Uh, good question. I actually don't hate the top ten, and this is kind of where we talk about this a lot. Like, there's probably more than ten guys I'd like to have in my top ten. It's it's just one of those things. Like, um, that works. Um, obviously Giannis is the guy I want in there. The guy I'm taking out is probably Devin Booker, and I'm a big Devin Booker fan. You know that, but I'm probably taking Devin Booker out, and I'm putting Giannis in my top 10. Interesting. I'm actually probably taking Devin Booker out. I'm putting Kevin Durant in at my top 10. And uh, I know there's uh, some concerns about his playing. I know there's concerns about his back-to-back, -back, um, but I'm playing in a – I'm looking at per game. I'm looking for quality starts. Uh, I'm suggesting everybody play in a Roto League this year. I'm playing a Roto League this year. And there's only a couple guys, Giannis and Durant, uh, that you could take at the end of that first round that can give you top five value. And those are the only two guys. Oh, no, I don't know that I'm going to go that far. but Because um, I think we've seen some guys sneak in the top in the top five. Like we see all other do it last year. And so I think some of these guys could sneak in there just based on playing a lot of games and all that. I will say this, if you want some, some fun facts, in per-game rankings, I would like you to guess in his career exactly how many times Kevin Durant 
Doesn't matter if it's eight or nine cat. Exactly how many times Kevin Durant has finished outside of the top, I'll even tell you, eight. In his career? Yes. His rookie year, that's it. That's the okay. only one. I Ever. thought maybe there was one sneaky one, but that, that now in totals he in it. totals he had that one 2015 where he only played 27 games, so obviously he was not in the top uh, eight that year. But every other year in per game value, other than his rookie year, he has been eighth or higher. There was lots of number ones in there. Um, I don't hate it. I really want to see the schedule, which is going to come out on Friday, so December 4th, depending on when you listen to this. The schedule, the first, it's only the first half of the schedule. I want to see what the back-to-back situation looks like. If there's lots of back-to-backs for every team, I don't love Kevin Durant in my first round even probably because I think he's going to sit most of those back-to-backs because the Nets have really no incentive to play him in those back-to-backs. They're going to make the playoffs in the East. They're a team that thinks they can win it all. Why risk hurting Kevin Durant and not being able to win it all? Um. So once we see that, I have a little bit better idea of what I'm doing with the rain, I think. I think that's fair. Um, I think Luka Doncic at nine, your boy, a little too low for me. I have him in my top. You cut out there. You got him in your top what? I have him in my top five. Yes, I have him in my top five too. I think um, – I think he's going to average a 30-point triple-double at least at the beginning of the season when Kristaps Porzingis is out, and I would not be surprised if he averages it for the entire season. Wow. Bold predictions right here. You heard it first. Um, let's go for uh, all the way to 25. I'm going to list them out. Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving at 12, uh, Giannis 13, Paul George, LeBron, Bradley Beal at 16, probably headed down a little bit now that Westbrook's in town, uh, DeAndre Aiden at 17, Boy, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy G Buckets, the G stands for Gets at 18. Uh, his teammate, Bam Adebayo at 19, uh, a, a big jump for Bam Adebayo. Jason Tatum at 20. Um, I'm hearing uh, some people thinking about taking him in the first round. Uh, my uh, personal turn pick, Kevin Durant, um, I think – focusing on Kevin Durant taking a swing on the turn when you don't get one of those top tier players is the only way to uh, compete against those players. Uh, 22, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, uh, Nurkic at 23, Zach Levine, Chicago Bull, all-star at 24 and Ben Simmons rounding out 25. Uh, what, what do you like? What do you dislike about this next uh, 11 to 25? Um, again, I think Joey did a great job here. I think it's a good group. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't be picking Porzingis there because he's hurt and he's not going to play until at least January and they're going to bring him back slow and they're going to sit him all the back-to-backs that, that are there. So I, I don't think he's a top 25 pick. Now, on per-game value, he could very well finish in the top 25, which is what we're looking at. Um, but I, w- I would caution against that, I guess. Um, I think Nurk's... Sh- so maybe a, a hair bit too low. I I don't. Zach Levine is my second round pick either. I'll say that. Um. Yeah, I don't think I want Zach, Zach Levine in my second round either. I have him as a third tier player. Uh, my third tier is kind of like twenty three to forty three. Um, Zach Levine is a great maybe early third tier player, or early third round pick if you need points. If you decided to go with somebody else who uh, doesn't score a ton. 
Um, I feel like Jason Tatum at 20 is uh, is a little too low when I think he can be um, taken at the beginning of the second round. And uh, I would switch Nurkic and DeAndre Ayton. I'd put Nurkic up a bit. Uh, Ayton, solid, great. I think he's going to have a, a little bit of an improvement this year playing uh, with Chris Paul. But other than that, like, I, there's nothing that I'm mad about. There's nothing that I um, um, ex- am um, – I guess has to go call Joey and and give him a piece (laughs) of my mind about it. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. I think there's a lot of personal preference in that kind of, in this kind of tier, this kind of range. Um, Or some guys you like more and depending on the league, like right, like Ben Simmons vaults up. If it's the right kind of league where you can punch threes in your free throws, like if it's that kind of league, Ben Simmons probably, you know, should be picked closer to that top of the second round than at the bottom. I'd say the biggest jump here for any particular player is Bam Adebayo, right? Um, you know, he, I think, per average, finished in the 40s last season. Bumping him up to 19 is a hefty bump. He has the talent. He is going to be playing uh, more, uh, probably more minutes this year. He has improved across the board. Uh, I, I just don't know if I got Bam um, in my second round. That's fair. That's real fair. And and those big men, you know, it comes down to kind of what you want in, in a big man, right? Like, do you want the five assists from Bam? Do you want the the little bit better rebounds and points from someone like DeAndre Ayton or Nurkic or you know, and you kinda gotta kinda gotta weigh out, you know, which each guy gives you and what, what big man you like. Um, I'm with you. I don't know putting Ayton and Bam over a guy like Vucevic who's been there, done it gonna do it again like i don't know that i love either one of them over over the guy like vooch i hear you let's go let's go down to this next section uh old favorites all of which could end up second round values uh including vucevic uh, 26 middleton vucevic 27 i think vucevic is in my second round it's not even a question uh rudy gobert uh, old an old staple i think a lot of people are looking over rudy gobert kyle lowry at 29 yeah, you know what? Uh, Kyle Lowry at 29. Kyle Lowry is super boring per value. He was 23 uh, per nine cap, per average, um, 23rd overall last season. Kyle Lowry is being overlooked. All these old guys being overlooked. Rudy Gobert. Uh, John Collins at 30 uh, when John Collins finished on average at seven last season. And then, your boy, Shea Gildress Alexander at 31. Chris Paul at 32. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 33, Van Fleet at 34, and Andre German at 35. Um, I think the biggest, the two biggest ones that get me here is Chris Paul um, and uh, uh, Vujovic. I think both of those guys can have second round uh, value, and I, lo- I love taking them in the third round because I think across the board, they're going to fall into the third round unless you're playing with a, a very uh, savvy group of individuals. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on all that. I mean, you know how much I like Vooch and, and um, you know, Kyle, even Kyle Lowry, like he's another guy you mentioned. He's just so overlooked and I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess you guys like some point you go, Oh, he's old. You might get hurt. Like all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like it's a redraft league. I think you got to go with it. Uh, the guy who's probably being most overdrafted in this group is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yahoo ADP of 30. But I've seen him go in the couple like mocks that I've done a little bit higher, and in fan tracks it's going twenty. I don't want Donovan Mitchell in my second round. I don't. 
I don't. No, I do not. I'm not even sure, quite frankly, if I'm going to take him in my third he's actually, round. He's in my 40s. In my in my yeah. personal rank, he's in my 40s, not my 30s or 20s. In the kind of the mid bottom of my third tier of players, which reaches into the 40s, probably in my late 30s. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, we've said this before, we've said it again. His rookie season, a lot of people were like, "Man, wait till his second season." We said, "Well, where is he going to improve?" He he played 34 minutes. A lot of people think rookies didn't play that much. He played 34 minutes a game. He was scoring 24 points. Uh, last season, 34 minutes a game, 24 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal. He's, you know, slightly improved here, but like in order to go to that from like 24, uh, four and four to what Bradley Beal does on a regular basis, which is uh, 34 and six with over a steal a game, um, or something like Jimmy Butler, 26, seven and six. Those are huge, huge leaps, even though they don't sound that that much. And in order to get there, um, really, Donovan Mitchell really has to improve a lot of his game. I don't know if those big, giant leaps are in the cards for him. Uh, he's still so, so young. It's not like it's out of the picture. But right now, he's kind of like a glorified TJ McCollum. Yeah, and the steals drop down to one. Like they were one and a half, one point four. They've dropped every year. You don't like that. There's no blocks. The rebounds and assists, as you mentioned, aren't that good. Like it's just really a lot of points, and the percentages are okay, but some good threes. Like he's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, uh, he's not mine either. Let's keep going. At 36, Westbrook. Um, I think Westbrook is going to have to move up a little bit on these rankings uh, just because if he's going to be in Washington, I think uh, uh, another triple-double might be No, not at all. He's good. These uh, these rankings are going to adjust. I mean, this is just, this is news that broke just a few hours ago, so these these rankings have to, uh, do not reflect uh, Westbrook in Washington. I think a, a triple-double might be on the cards for Russell Westbrook again. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to count out the Russell Westbrook triple-double a game. Not never count that out. Not let's count uh, that out. Let's round out this top 50. DeMar DeRozan, Pascal Siakam, Jamal Murray at 39. A little high for me. I'm going to come back to that. DeMontis Sabonis, a guy who's overlooked often at 40. D'Angelo Russell, 41. Brandon Ingram, 42. Beautiful Bob Covington at 43. De'Aaron Fox, 44. John Morant. LaMarcus Aldridge, old man, overlooked. Lamarcus Aldridge feels a little low for me here at 46. Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and Miles Turner rounding out the top 50. Uh, give, me, give me a couple takes on this uh, on this 36 to, to 50 range. Why why the hate on Drew Holiday? Why the hate? Well, I don't know. I, 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 I don't necessarily think it's uh, hate. I think Joey does these in a very um, – calculated way similar to the way uh poor one out mark roberts uh used to do it uh where it's really more based on minutes per game drew holiday going from uh, 34 minutes a game to 31 minutes a game might be enough to knock him down a, a little bit in points and assists and playing with the playing with the Giannis. i can see that take right i actually don't agree with the minutes being 31 i think they're closer to 34 i think drew holiday is closer to his old numbers and um you know that puts him in that kind of like mid late third round section for me i'm with you there uh you're not getting him in yahoo though because he's going 27th 
Exactly my point. People people love Drew, uh, a Drew Holiday. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge at 46. I'm going to ask you a question, Tyler, about boy LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, tell me, tell me, per game, since uh, in the last, uh, what, nine years? Eight years, yeah. in the last eight years, has LaMarcus Aldridge ever finished out of the top 30? Probably not. The, in per game value, the answer is only one time. It was with the Spurs. And it was a very strange year. It was the second year with the Spurs, actually. I think that's kind of when Kawhi shit was going on, um, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it was that was the next year. Um, and he only, you know, he played uh, he played 72 games that season, so it wasn't like a crazy injury season or anything like that. He has been in the top 25 for a very, very long time. Last year, per, uh, uh, I think, 9-cat, ended up finishing 28. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is currently being drafted at 48. And uh, even in our expert draft, fell pretty far. That's um, uh, very surprising to me, and I th- something that no one I don't I don't think anybody should be overlooking Lamarcus Aldridge outside of the top. That's a great third round fall. That's a great fourth round fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to know your league too. Like, I wouldn't be picking him in the third round probably because he's probably going to be there in the fourth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Like even if you go like you're saying to yourself like oh he's, he's a third round value you know whatever he's a, like you want to get the guy as low as you can get him so if you know everyone in your league has a a bias against guys who are older guys or you know just don't like Lamarcus Aldridge like don't don't rush up there and pick him in the third round like just wait take him in the fourth take him in the early fifth his fan tracks ADP is sixty two you know what I mean it's brutal you might be able to get him in the fifth <laughs> you know what I mean so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's real good. He's he's not sexy. Like no one's gonna go clap and tell you who won the draft because you pick Lamarcus Aldridge. But they might win the draft by picking Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, actually, uh, Josh Lloyd got him in the fifth round in uh, a twelve-team uh, expert draft. So that just goes to show you, like even even uh, I, the experts are being like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about Lamarcus Aldridge." Uh, don't don't forget about Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, and this particular section here between Westbrook and Miles Turner, the biggest, I guess, gain in ranking um, from what I, from, unless I'm missing somebody, unless I'm doing my math wrong. Um, so, 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 it's the biggest, Fox, Mike's right? biggest gain, it's Mike's biggest gain because he's definitely doing the math wrong. He's always doing the math wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. Um, thinking. I mean, well, both John Morant and De'Aaron Fox being in the top fifty is a hell of a leap for two guys who shoot pretty poor free throws. Granted, this is an eight cat league, so it, that were the rankings that we're looking at here. Eight cat, uh, and Fox is you know stuck into the top fifty last year, twenty one. Uh, six and four and Morant was around 72 18 seven and four um I don't know you really want to risk 
point guards are always at a um, premium. So maybe it does make sense to take these guys in your fourth round. Um, do you really want to risk your fourth round pick on, uh, you know, it's head to head league, I guess you can punt, but on well, some uh, very young, still unproven point guards. Well, and we'll, we'll, we'll just look down a little further. Like this is kind of, these are, and this is why I think they're going so as high as they're going is like, Okay, you got Kemba, but he's hurt. Other than that, the point guard selection is not too enticing. Like you got Ball, Alonzo Ball, you got Eric Bledsoe, you got John Wall. Yeah, I mean, the, so these are the assists thin out very, very quickly after this. Right. So Malcolm Brogdon is probably your next best bet here. Alfred Payton is the next guy who's averaging more than seven assists. Uh, and so that's my point. I don't want Alfred Payton to be my point guard. So hell no. So De'Aaron Fox and John Morant get kind of a natural bump because of that. And I'm with you that you're you can you say to yourself, you know, they oh, they might not be returning the perfect value, but unless you're punting assists, like you're, you're gonna have to get one of these guys. And like you you mentioned it, you know, you talked about every player so far, but there's a big run of point guards kind of here and. You know, we can talk about Jamal Murray. Thirty nine is probably a little bit too high, but it's like you don't hate it as much when you're looking around, going like the point guards after the this little spot here get ugly fast. Yes, once you get past Fox Russell, and it's Moran. another reason. It's another reason I have Doncic in my top five. It's like I want those. I want a premium point guard. I want. It's- a- a good assist guy. And I think Doncic is going to be in the top three in assists. It, it is why it's okay to tra- take Trey Young in the first round, like at the end of the first round. That's almost 10 assists a game. Nobody's getting 10 assists a game other than, you know, potentially, I guess, LeBron James or maybe Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has got some real problems. LeBron James is LeBron. You know who he's going to be. Getting that from your forward is super nice. Uh, that's why focusing on, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo guys who can average really good, uh, off point guard assists, uh, in those early rounds. But if you don't stock up on a point guard in your first five rounds, it is going to be, if you, you might as well punt assists. If you're in a roto league, you can't punt assists. Um, so, uh, you, good luck. Yeah, and, and there's just so many guys like down here that you're going like, man, you know, I almost want like a couple point guards in that top 50 because I'm looking down here like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you're going like, do I want Mike Conley after that bad year that he had? You know, do I really want Derrick Rose or Lou Williams to be kind of my number one point guard? Or even number two point guard? Like, not really. <laughs> no. I mean, not not at all, actually. Um, let's really quick, uh, we went through the top 50. We're not going to go through all these players, uh, but let's go look at, let's just look 50 to 75. Anything that stands out in that particular P in that particular, uh, spot there, any players you particularly like, cause we're, we're starting to enter into what I consider the first plateau that 45 to 70 range where everyone is pretty much, um, very similar in value. So they're all interchangeable and it really becomes like based on who you've already drafted, how you want to build your team. Do you want to lead into what you're good at? Do you want to fill in the gaps that you're not? Um, is there anyone in that first plateau that you are personally, um, I guess, uh, focusing on or maybe uh, particularly looking for in those in that fifth to sixth round? 
Oh, I think we talked about it. You know, there's a lot of guys here that are, are somewhat interesting to me. Um, a lot of them are the old overlooked kind of to crustier guys like that no one will be excited about. You know, the Gordon Hayward, the Al Horford, those those types. Victor Oladipo, like if Victor Oladipo is hanging around there at 70, I, I, I'll probably own Victor Oladipo. Um, those, those are the kind of guys I'm looking at and just thinking like, I know this guy can be good. Yeah, Oladipo is someone who we've seen be very, very good, and uh, he's currently at ADP at Yahoo is 70. Um, I really like um, a couple big men in this. Thomas Bryant's currently being drafted at 88 on Yahoo. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., I think, is uh, in for a very large role uh, with the Chicago Bulls, uh, running plays through him, according to uh, – um, Billy Donovan, uh, he's currently being drafted at 83. So I, I like snagging at least one super solid, like, hey, man, CJ McCollum's still here, and he's really good. Uh, Tobias Harris is uh, still here. Great. Oh, look, uh, DeMar DeRozan slipped. Awesome. Like, getting one of those, like, really solid guys in this in this space and then, like, taking a swing at, you know, Thomas Bryant, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I I never say this, but I'm going to say this. Do not draft. Do not draft. This will be the first time and maybe the only time I ever say this. Zion Williamson. Don't do it. You want to know his ADP Uh, on Yahoo? His ADP? You ready for this? 33. 24.3. Baby. Even even if you tell me he plays 60 of the 72 games, I don't think he can return anywhere near that value. Because there's no steals and there's no blocks. No steals, no blocks, killer turnovers, doesn't hit threes, and uh, probably bottom tier in the league in free throws. So maybe you're punting free throws and turnovers. Cool. Maybe you don't have turnovers. You're punting free throws. You're in a head-to-head league. Okay, great. That it's more reasonable to take him in the in, in the top fifty if you're in a head-to-head league and you're punting very specific categories. There's a lot of guys who can get you twenty-two and seven. Yeah, and like you know, even Andrew in the Wiggins top, can get you twenty-two and five. Even in the top fifty, like what's his path to giving you top fifty value? Where's the, where's the where's the path? What does he got to do? What does he got to do to get a top fifty value that he can actually do? I have no idea. Jalen Brown twenty and six with at least two assists and a steal. Dear um, uh, Donovan, well, I guess Donovan Mitchell probably wouldn't be around then. Uh, let's see. He healed nineteen and four. He's a he's a guard for God's sakes. Uh, Aaron Jackson seventeen and five. Like these are guys who are doing more than hitting threes. These guys are just doing more than Zion is. Zion is a is a mediocre fantasy player. He's just a one of the most popular players and one of the most exciting players in the NBA. Believe me, I can't wait to see Zion play. I'm I'm a fan of Zion. I'm rooting for him. Um, fantasy wise, man, don't get don't get bit. Yeah, and, and the, like to me, it's it's there's no path to it either. Like there's no path really for him being a top. 50 player unless he's going to block shots, get steals or assist the ball, shoot threes, hit his free throws. He's not done any of those things. Yeah, so, I mean, so you're buying a two, a three category player, right? Like the field goal percentage is good. The rebounds are all right. They're not, they're not spectacular. Like he only averaged 6.3 rebounds a game last year. Yeah. Um, 
Julius Randle, at least if you're punting free throws, hits one three a game, gets more rebounds. He was a uh, uh, 19 and nine, almost 10 last uh, last season, and uh, gets three assists and almost a steal. So if you're good at punt uh, free throws and you're looking for a guy who actually gets assists and threes and scores a lot of points, Julius Randle is like 85% Zion Williamson. Yeah, and, and in fantasy, Julius Randle might end up finishing much higher than Zion Williamson because he's gonna play the games. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. So, yeah, uh, don't I? I'm completely, completely hands off Zion because I know he's not gonna drop to the level at which he should be. And so, you talk about players outside the top fifty that should be there. But aren't going there in draft. Zion Williamson is one of those people. Yeah. And so here's the crazy part. Joey gave him a very generous bump in his production and his minutes. And he still worked out to be the 67th best player in Joey's rankings. Yeah, that's like a, a decent, like, potential ceiling like not like um his peak or anything like that zion could peak a little higher but like th if this is like a, a good possibly great improvement from zion this like his ceiling is probably not the, like getting into the top 50 ever he's gonna have a, a terrible free throw like he does and he's not gonna hit any three-pointers you know unlike Someone like Christian Wood, who does have the potential to, uh, even though we don't think he's going to, has a potential to get into that top 50. Michael Porter Jr. is at 85. Christian Wood's at 86. Those guys have good potential. Kelly Oubre is at 88. I think those uh, those minutes go up. Kelly Oubre could be a top 50 player. Josh Richardson's at 89. You like Josh Richardson's fit in, in Dallas because you 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 know what's going on in Dallas. Ochina Nobi is at 94 dude is, has a lot of potential uh, i like og and anobi i don't know if he's a, he could be a, t a top 50 player in his uh, uh this season but he could be in his career um so there's a lot of guys that are down well, here and, in the 70s and 80s and 90s guys who are being way overlooked drafted way late in drafts that at least could be in that top 50 guys that i'm going to be targeting um in those later pick with those later picks and porter jr you mentioned him like you're looking for an upside guy like take him over zion because not neither man is going to have much for assists, steals, or blocks. But Porter Jr. has a chance to be good points, good rebounds, and at least hit some threes, and the percentages both to be fairly good. Like, Porter Jr. to me has a higher, a much higher fantasy ceiling than Zion Williamson. I think Daniello Gallinari right now has a much higher fantasy basketball ceiling than Zion Williamson, even though Daniello is way down here at, at 125, only playing 26 minutes a game. And I get it. If he's only going to play 26 minutes a game, that great. I, I just think they're going to find 30-plus minutes for him. Is there anyone else Some on this list? Uh, yeah, exactly. Is there anybody else on this list that uh, that piques your, piques your interest? Uh, don't draft Alfred Payton either. Like, I mean, you can draft Alfred Payton, but he's scary. And I know he works out to be 79th, but I do not think he's going to play 32 and a half minutes a game. So that would be probably one of the very few guys on Joey's rankings where I'm kind of going, I would not. I would not do him there. Um, I, I actually think Joey did a fantastic job on these. You want to talk about Darius Basley? This is a guy I think you're pretty high on. 
Like Darius Basley, I did take him with my last pick in the uh, in the expert draft, and I'm with you on Alfred Payton as well. I think there's some talk amongst the uh, the guys that we that did the draft last night. Uh, they they like Christian Wood, they like Alfred Payton. Um, I think everybody's out on Mitch Robinson. They've they've caught up to us, but I think we're, we're once again ahead of the game on Christian Wood. And uh, this Alfred Payton hype is feels like you know you know when you like convince yourself that you're like um, zigging when everybody's zagging. And you're like, ah, I fucking nailed it. But uh, you should have just been zigging with everybody else that Alfred Payton's not good. Don't, don't, don't do the extra zag. So but yeah, I, I like Darius, man. I, I like him in Oklahoma City, and they they got nothing but playing time for that kid. So Joey predicted 32 minutes a game for Alfred Payton. Now Tibbs is the coach. We'll but, say that. Uh, but that's true. He's played six NBA seasons. How many times has he averaged over 30 minutes a game? Michael, go. Zero. One, his rookie year in Oof. Orlando. He has not done it since. Now, he's been close to 30 pretty much every year. But, like, to say he's going up to 32, don't see that. Do not see it. He played 45 games last year. He played 42 the year before. Ah, uh, don't. Uh, I'm not, a, not, a, not on Alfred Payton. Yeah, Basley, someone's got to do something in Oklahoma City, right? And he showed a little bit of promises uh, in his first year, right? I just I don't know. He's another guy that I I'm fine with taking a flyer on, but I think he might be getting a little too much hype by the end of the draft season. Yeah, I think he, by the time you everybody drafts, potentially someone in your league is going to be like, "Haha, I'm taking him at 60, 70, far too high." But if you're in the last few rounds, you're looking for a flyer. The most important stat is minutes per game, and I feel like his minutes per game are going to be close to thirty. Uh, he's going to start. And uh, I like a little bit of the stuff I see from this uh, from this kid. I, I just I, I think could be something there, and that's better than um, it's better than a lot of the guys who are being taken out of the top 100. Worried about the percentages because they were not good. Yeah, a little, you know, a little bit, yes. Um, the, and especially they weren't good with Chris Paul. That that does bother me. Uh, but he does seem to have a little bit of a, a knack for, for scoring and um, rebounding for his, like for his size. Like, I don't know. I um, I'm interested to see how okay city uses him and I'm willing to uh, test him out for the first few weeks of the season to see if I get a, a, a gym in there and maybe he blows up for those first two seasons. You move him to somebody who is really excited about him and uh, you, you, you cash in on that because uh, I think he's going to have a lot of ups and downs. He's he's super young. Yeah, but uh, and and you mentioned it too. He's he's the last round flyer type. Like don't don't be picking him even in the top one hundred. Like eh, unless we see some some craziness in the preseason. Like don't 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 be doing that. Like that yeah. that could that could blow up in your face real fast. There is a logic to picking guys who are overhyped if you get them at the right value. If Darius Baisley is moving up the uh, sleeper bandwagon and you get it, but you get him at 90 or hundred or uh, you happen to play in a city uh, with a bunch of guys from Chicago and you get Kobe white with one of your last picks. There is a reason to like value is value is value. The, the cost of the, 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 the uh, cost of those players is whatever you can get for them. And if uh, you know, basically Kobe white goes off in the first co- couple weeks in a league that's already primed to take him, um, Then that draft pick even if they end up out of the top 100, but you took them in the top 100, as long as they bring you top 100 value back, whether it's personally or through a trade, then that's a good draft. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, let's wrap this up. It's been a long one. Uh, we are going to come back. We're going to talk about that expert draft. Um, we're going to break down uh, the different, um, I guess, uh, rounds. Um, this was hosted by Hoopball, uh, Dan Beesbrus. If you don't follow him on Twitter, we're going to be putting all this up uh, up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes if you want to uh, take a look um at the uh, that will be open for everybody but if you want to find the link to the pictures of the draft board patreon.com slash watching the boxes thank you hashtag basketball.com thank you thrivefantasy.com use that promo code wtb to get that extra twenty dollars when you make your first deposit uh playing daily fantasy at thrivefantasy.com and tyler thank you i appreciate you uh once again knocking out another good one Uh, another great one michael all right we'll see you all soon the season's coming up and we got a lot more content coming for you cheers everybody